0: Hey guys, happy 2018. Today's episodes bring two new firsts to out of line. One, we have two guests at the same time. And two, they're Canadian. I know, try not to be too jealous about their healthcare. I'm pumped about trying new things this year. And I'm grateful to those of you who responded to the survey that I posted online last week. The feedback was super helpful. One of the things some of you asked for was a space to dialogue with other listeners. So I've started a Facebook group where discussions can take place. Please join if you'd like to share your experiences or meet other listeners. We want to hear from you.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that one thing that like, I love the whole self-care and like um, improving the self you know movement, but I think it's important to really separate. Like, it's not self-care, AKA, what can all these things do for me? It's like, what can you do for you?
0: You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. Local Wanderer was created in January 2014 when two friends from Vancouver, Canada, quit their jobs, jumped in a car, and set out to discover the West Coast without the help of a Maps app. Elaine and Taylor created an Instagram account to share the local people and places they encountered along the way, which quickly grew to 28,000 followers in their first six weeks on the road. Four years later, Local Wanderer is a travel blog complete with social media channels and is focused on traveling like a local, not a tourist. The ladies both have other jobs as well. Elaine is the community manager at Shutterstock Custom, and Taylor is the marketing lead at Later.com. We were originally going to record this via Skype, but their travels brought them into my living room in Los Angeles, where we got to see each other face-to-face and record our chat. Let's just start with... What's it like to work together? I know you guys are, you live in Canada, you work all over the world, you're constantly creating content for different brands, Um, and I think when I first met you, you guys were on a road trip, Mm -hmm. living That was like when we first started. Yeah. Yeah. Our first trip. I don't think you were even like totes fame yet.
2: No, we were babies. Yeah. We're still not totes fame, but- Yeah,
1: we are broke. Hella broke.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah. We like quit our jobs, like- Got like subleased our apartments. <laughs> I got rid of my apartment. She got someone to go in hers. We like I had two suitcases of clothes, and we just like drove her car. Her car, Julie, which survived the trip, which somehow was touch and go. Sometimes we lost the license
1: plate in Mexico, but oh. like it got stolen. Details. No, who knows? Just, oh, well, I don't
2: know. It my probably food got stolen. stolen. <laughs> we had our window smashed in San Francisco, and I remember like. Having to, like, call my mom, like, and I was so upset because, like, we were so broke that we, like, we're, like, how are we going to pay $200 to replace this
1: window? And so... We almost sold our plasma. We were that desperate. <laughs>
2: okay. So, I lo- we looked into... I was, like, oh, can we just, like, sell blood? Is that, like, a thing? And then we, like, were sitting in some, like, city, like, in San, Louis- San Luis Obispo. And then I was, like, hey, let's just look it up. And we then like, we no, found out no. it was, like, plasma, not blood, which is, like way Another more level. extreme thing to is it painful? Well, Apparently. I've never done that. I was too afraid to do it. You're
1: like, okay, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. But close. I think that, like, something we didn't realize at the time that we've definitely talked about since then is, like, at the time, some people were like, oh, like, I've always wanted to travel. Like why, like, how did you guys just do this? And we're like, it's easy. Like, just quit your job and go in your car. But I think that was a very, like, early 20s thing Mm -hmm. to say. And now we've definitely recognized, like it be our privilege harder. and like, you know, like when our window got smashed, like we called our parents and then they helped us out, you know. And so I think like our perspective on like being able to travel and like even just do original trips like that, like not everyone has those opportunities or resources. So mm. it's like a little like when we look back on it, it's not embarrassing,
0: but I think it's good to see like your growth through that and stuff. Yeah. It is definitely, mm-hmm. I would say. A thing of privilege to get to travel, mm-hmm, um, is, yeah. and even even when I've done travel, or even when I've done something like, you know, Burning Man, which I love Burning Man. It's amazing, and the whole premise is like radical self reliance, and yet we're packing tons and tons of things and getting all these fabulous costumes and LED lights and all this mm-hmm. like zhuzhi stuff that is. It's not really that radical self reliant. I mean, once you're out there and you're living in a tent for ten days, mm-hmm. yep. Yep, you have yeah. to rely on yourself a lot. But getting there is a thing of privilege. And For being sure. in a space where you can sublet and get in a car and go adventure is, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit. But it's also awesome to be able to do it. And when you're in your twenties and yeah. you can. And in Canada, you do you guys have like student debt? Nowhere near the same as in the US. So
2: mm.
1: I don't have any. No, <laughs> nice. I don't. Nice. But I was also f- the fortunate one in my family because my parents had a fund and no one accessed it but me. So that was my- very, very, I'm very grateful. How did you and manage that? And I also that? didn't, yeah, go to a very expensive school. So yeah, it worked out yeah. really well. And I am very grateful. Thank you, parents. Ugh. Yeah. So
2: like in Canada, like even if you go, like I went to UBC and it's like number one, number two school in Canada, and it, like your max tuition per month is like. I mean, per year is, like, $5,000. <gasps> like, it's nothing it's not that compared. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's something that we struggle with so much with our friends in the U.S. We just don't understand how people like us have $100,000 worth of debt. It's and so insane. When I met my husband, who's American, I was just terrified. Like, I, like you can't come out the door and be like, how much student loan debt do you have? But I was <laughs> terrified for months. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, we're going to have to pay this off together. But... He only has, like, twenty grand or something because he was on scholarships for a long time. And same with mine is, like, I think I have, like, $8,000. And so it'll be gone in a year and a half. But it's still, like,
0: yeah, it's a wild difference. It's a thing, yeah. And I married an Australian. And I feel like I won the lottery because he doesn't have student debt. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) yet I know some of my siblings, even, who are Americans, married to Americans. Like, they their combined debt is way over a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. And it is it's not a joke. No. It's a very real thing.
2: Especially because I think the another difference between the Canada and the US is that in the US it's like if you want a job, you have to have a degree. And I've applied for jobs in the States before and I actually ended up dropping out of out of university. But um People, even though I have tons of work experience, and I was like, in all these interviews, you know, that every person would ask, and if it's an American company, they would say, so why haven't you finished your degree? Are you currently still finishing it? It was like a big thing, versus in Canada... I mean, obviously, if you're going to be, like, a doctor or something, that matters. But I think generally mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same culture of, like, you must go to college. You must get this paper, pa- this piece of paper before you can do, like, mm-hmm. anything. Mm. And the same thing, like,
1: like Elaine. Like, you went to school yeah, for a completely different field. Yeah, very different field. I have my a degree. Um, it's an arts degree, but in counseling. Well, to counsel uh, children and youth and families. And so child protection was my specialization. And... I'm doing a very different thing now, <laughs> clearly. Wow. But still really love and I feel like I get to use what I learned in a different format.
0: Yeah, that's so, so interesting. How different. do you how do you use it at this point?
1: I think just like learning about yourself and how you can how you communicate and how others communicate will always serve you in the future. So for me, like, I mean, I think that when you get to hang when you hang out with me, you notice that I ask a lot of questions and Um, I feel a lot of feelings and I don't, I think empathy is a very, very strong, um, I don't know, it's important and it's something that will always apply to my work, uh, life.
2: Yeah. And I think that you're also really good at reading people, which is like part just who you are, but also like,
1: it's kind of, (laughs) you had to do that as my superpower, but yeah,
2: it's like creepy. (laughs) Like I used to like not believe it, but it's like, you just like pick up on all these like little traits of people. Yeah, and that's like speak in the most comfort. nonverbal ways. All
1: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been pretty cool to, to learn. And I'm sure I'll use it more in the future.
0: Yeah. you. So you have really like intense intuition. Have you done... Myers Briggs or anything like that? Do you know? Do
1: you well, know it's me? funny because I've actually I, I forced I did, you to do yeah. it. Do you remember
0: what you are? <laughs> My number?
1: No, it's like uh, letters. <laughs> Your four like letters. I like like oh, P right, right. I was get like that confused with the numbers one. Oh, that's in the Enneagram. The Enneagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I was. Um, is it ENFJ? Is that what it was? I don't remember what something you Something like that. I think that's what it. I believe that. I remember ENFJ. You. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's like. Extrovert, intuition, mm-hmm. feelings, and judging. Yeah. ENFJ. I still yeah. remember it. Cool.
2: I recently yeah. redid mine because mm. I used to be ESFP and which is super like entertainer, like <laughs> that type of person. And then I redid it and I because I was just like after going through my I'm 27, so so how I did it from when, like, my early 20s, I felt like I've had, like, such a different, like, personality change sort of. And so I was, like, barely, like, I was, like, 51% E over I. Mm. And then I forget what my other changes were. Oh, I'm, like, an ENFP, I think now. What are you? A little bit
0: different. I'm an ENTJ, so... Mm, I can see that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like the... I think the name of the personality is like the executive, like it's very intense personality, lots, like extroverted intuition. Thinking and feeling, mm-hmm. um, or not thinking and feeling. Thinking and I
2: actually um, think that might be judging. mine. I think that might be mine too. The executive one. Oh, I think can right. be. A, we yeah. all. Elena and I don't actually know, so uh,
1: we'll get back to you on <laughs> okay, that. Okay. Okay. I'll
0: ask you, and I'll just
1: let your side. Unless we can talk about uh, that. Aquarius. Instead. I'm Aquarius too. Okay.
2: Ah! This makes so much sense. <laughs> Tell me what that means. I don't know anything about horoscopes. I'm okay. Terrible. So I'm a Capricorn. And she is very, my favorite question is, like, to ask people, like, do I, like, identify with your sign? Because I 100% identify with being a Capricorn. I'm very, like, I don't want to use the word bossy, but, like, bossy. And, like, <laughs> um, you know, I just, know. like, type A personality, like, leader of, like, alpha male kind of, like, role, that sort of thing. Um, and Elaine's in an Aquarius. So we're, like, 10 days, we're born 10 days apart. But Seven days. In the same year? Seven days apart. Seven days apart. Can't same year. That. Yeah, Holy balls, that was a bad you Capricorn. Yeah, move. You sorry. Missed. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm the 15th. She's the 22nd. So like yeah. literally a week. So when when if, yeah. if we have our birthdays every year, it's like annoying for people. It's like one weekend out with me, and the same people. Like next weekend out with Elaine. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah. I super connect with Aquariuses. And like, if I ever like meet somebody and I'm not sure like why I'm getting along with them I'll be like what's your sign like Aquarius is like we just like mesh well lots of I have so many Aquarius friends like my yeah. sister's an Aquarius like all these
1: things yeah so. well it's funny because I never knew anything about being an Aquarius until recently and then I got kind of pissed off I'm like how does this thing know me so well which is classic <laughs> Aquarius I was like don't label me it's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go run and fly away and be flighty because yeah. classic Aquarius
2: and I also <laughs> like, find like, that yeah and you can also like, for example, like, I'm terrified of having a Gemini child because I just, like, do not get along with Geminis. Like, the only Gemini I get along with is, like, Kanye West, like, ah, theoretically. The only- um, <laughs> I've dated Geminis. They're, like, no offense to Geminis, but they're very, like, up and down and, like, very different personalities and stuff like that. But,
0: yeah, I think that's really interesting. What's what's a Aquarius... Um, I don't know, what's the profile for an Aquarius look like?
1: I feel like Taylor would know more than I would. <laughs> oh, I'm not, like, an no, no, astrologist. Think, I think just, like, very free-spirited. Um, apparently, Aquariuses make really great um, political candidates because they're, what? like, they're charming. Um, you both are very charming. They're charming. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. They, right.
2: <laughs> Our other mutual friend, Rachel, is an Aquarius. <laughs> oh, oh, so big. Okay. Yeah. Hey.
1: Yeah, and um they're smart. They don't speak up and too soon off like not at least not often. Think before um, they speak. Think before we speak. I think they're pretty chill. Mm-hmm. But not like too chill. Yeah. Balanced. Um, yeah, balanced aware of our feelings, feelings oriented. Um and apparently very flighty. We're like or gyp- we're great gypsies. Um, oh, I could see like that. OG, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can do that. But again, we're not I professional about, astrologists. So I yeah. feel like <laughs> yeah, we're like the worst people
2: to talk do, about. You do you read talk your about. horoscopes? Yes, I read my Susan Miller, uh, because her horoscopes are very tailored to like Taylor. Uh, yes, no, they're tailored to like a, the, a millennial woman or like a career focused woman. It Talks about like career, your um like financial, um relationships instead of just like more generic Mm -hmm. stuff. Um yes, I read that. I don't really read anybody else. Like every day? No, it comes out like once a month and it's um
0: I don't know. Yeah, it comes out once a
2: month and they're like really, really long. Um but I find they're pretty spot on. I don't read them every single month. Mm. Um but I definitely keep we both are very aware of like Mercury in retrograde. Like, Aka she tells me and
1: I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> no, the amount of times we've had like random technology no, I by oh, totally. Yeah. But it's usually when you tell me. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um yeah. So kind of so that we're aware of, or like once there's a full moon. I mean it's very like basic stuff.
0: Yeah. Have you guys ever heard the podcast That's So Retrograde?
2: No. Oh. Yes. But I haven't listened to it. I think I've listened to it like once or something like
0: that. Yeah, it's funny. There's it's like two girls that host it, and they live in LA. And um, I haven't listened to that many episodes, but a lot of what they talk about is um, more like the shaman forward type lifestyle. Mm. That's very LA. Yeah, LA right now. Mm-hmm. So they'll talk about um, you know like fascia or like. Um, you know, all the things that are so hot right now in L.A. Things, one thing that I think is insane, and this is a tangent, so maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. But one of the things that I think is so interesting right now in L.A. is that being grateful and, like, being in gratitude is so popular that, like, praying over your food is, like, really popular right now. Oh, no way. Yes. Yes. It that's is. so interesting. Like people saying grace before they eat. It's like eat. a trendy
2: thing. Like uh-huh. even if they're not religious.
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah. Japan. So it's like yep. cafe
2: gratitude times like 100. Uh-huh. Yep.
0: Like I have legit been at like some of the most popular restaurants in LA and I, I will watch a person that's sitting there eating by themselves and they like, they like place their hands over their food and they close their eyes and then they, they're doing it for like a full minute. You know, get the, get those
1: bad, bad vibes out of there. You know.
0: Well, and but if you ask them about it, they're like, "I'm I'm being I'm being in my gratitude space."
1: Yeah, oh, that's new. I, that's great. It's, it's really good. we're just talking about these trendy yeah. things. I love it.
0: It's so interesting yeah. to me because I'm like, um, yeah. Is it is is this going to be a practice that sticks around, or is this just a trend of the moment where it's like, oh, quick, like say grace for mm-hmm. your food it's weird. yeah it's so weird so to interesting. me I well, know, like living yoga kind of thing yeah. yeah something
1: i recently learned about was um it's called like your constitution and there's like another mm. word for or a couple words for it and it's like how to i guess really engage with learn your body learn how your body processes things and how it fights things so i think there's like kapha and like veda and there's like d- three different terms i forget the third one and, like, if, when you find out what your constitution is, it really does help you learn how to respond to any attacks, like, to your, like, um, digestive system, to your immune system. And then there's things that you're supposed to avoid when you find out what your constitution is. And, like, it's really interesting stuff.
2: Tell them about your example.
1: Yeah. You're, um, you're like,
2: um... Kafe? Yeah, like, you gotta talk about, like, uh, how it's, like, hard well, for you to heal uh, and stuff.
1: Yeah, there are certain things, like, um, I think I'm actually, I'm the worst. I'm, like, I actually forget what mine is. I think it's kaffa. I think and, it's kaffa. And um, apparently, yeah, like, your body develops mucus, like, a lot more than most people. And I get sinus, I've had sinus issues, even though I never, like, have a cold or runny nose ever. I have, like, allergies and all these things, and apparently that's something my body produces. Um Apparently, I'm also quite fertile. So, Ooh. yikes! Ooh. Yikes! But um, yeah. So just funny to to learn all that about your body. And I'm, I remember being like, oh my gosh, Taylor, like this like, uh, Tori from Nectar Juice's place, makeup I was like, she's she's right. Like all these things that she basically said that you know kind of qualifies for a kaffa is me. I was like, I um, my body tends to fight um, in different ways than most people. So I don't catch colds often. I don't get sick often. But I'll be fighting. And my body, like, kind of develops this, like, mucus, which is gross. Um, and then my, like, scars don't heal super well. So just interesting. How do you find out what you are? Take the, You can take – go into um, – To, so, like, consult with somebody? Yeah. Yeah, you can – I'm sure there are places. Like, I'm sure even Moon Juice has, like, like – Cosmo Quiz. <laughs> yeah, some sort of uh, – I can find the name for you. But it's, like, a, a Euro, an Eastern European practice, I believe, or, an, or something, like, Middle Eastern. Um, and then they have – it's really, really like old. Like it's an old practice, huh. and it's kind of it's more how people, I guess, how people used to um, diagnose themselves and and just learning what it is that your body needs and how it um, processes anything, anything at all. Attacks.
0: Wow, yeah. I'm super curious about this. Yeah. Um. So since we're sort of talking about, I don't even know what the word is, but all of these different like ways to define of, yourself, yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, kind of like the the different um methods of identifying who you are and labeling yourself or learning like self-growth mm-hmm. and development, um, whether it's Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or horoscopes or this mm-hmm. other thing, Kafa something, we don't know the name <laughs> of it.
1: Constitution.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, the Constitution, whatever it is. Um, how much of your life do you follow that? How much of your life do you make decisions based on that, if any?
1: I think for me I'm definitely in like the starting As you can tell, I can barely remember the names. Um, It's been really nice to have people in our community who have access to this information, this knowledge, and they're willing to share it with us. So I'm still starting out. Um, I've always been someone who's aware of like what I need, um, I think more than most, just because of just how I grew up and uh, things I've gone through. Um, I know that like I need exercise, for example, for my mental health. I know that I need, there are certain foods I can't eat because I feel awful after. Um, Yeah. So, All that's kind of led me to this path and um i say i spend a lot more time now over the past like few months really looking at ingredients um when i buy anything like even whole foods i'll look at you know what's really in the food i'm eating uh when you travel it's so hard to stay healthy and i feel like we even today i think you and i we slept so much last night but we felt so off this morning, because our di- we knew you know we ate, we went to three happy hours yesterday. We had a lot of alcohol so. yesterday. That's why I didn't mean, feel very good. Yes, and no I mean way. we were in bed by like nine. But um, it just it's tough when you travel. So I think when we are home, it's really good to focus on what we can control, mm-hmm. and hope that that will, will apply when we travel. And I, and it is more and more like yesterday. I went to Moon to Moon Juice because it was close to us, and I bought a bunch of who knows what. Just being like body, like you need this because it's not mm-hmm. doing so good. Mm. I think
2: it's cool to use all these different things to, like, help you – I think it's cool to use these different, like, personality measures or whatever they're called uh, to help you learn more about other people you're close with. So Mm. going kind of back to, like, how are we, like, working together and stuff, I think, like, recognizing the differences there, same with, like, Sarah, like, Myers-Briggs, like, how Mm -hmm. we make decisions is, like, very different or – Um, like, our extroversion versus our introversion. And then, like, for me, I really, like... I think when you're traveling so much, you feel like you have to go out all the time. And then, to me, that's, like, really draining. And I recharge when I, like, am at home, when I can just, like, chill and, like, watch TV and, like, go to bed kind of thing. And, like, Elaine really recharges by, like, going out. And she'll feel, like, too Mm. antsy sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, if we're seeing... You're like, oh, I need to go. Like, I need to go outside. And I think one thing we've learned from, like almost 4 years of traveling together all the time is that like it's okay to do our like a separate thing for an hour or two you yeah. know like she left to go to the coffee shop like two and a half, 2 hours before me this morning cuz like i wanted to like take my time and chill and like she wanted to like get out of the house and, and be like inspired. get going you know mm-hmm. so i think it i think it's cool yeah. to like use these different things to kind of help you learn more about like other people absolutely and yeah it is interesting though uh, my brother-in-law is really into numerology and apparently, um, him and I won't get along right now with my number or whatever that is. But when I change my last name after getting married, then your, like, number changes. And then that changes apparently, like, who you are, which I think is super interesting. Like, who changes, oh, just changing
0: your name changes that. So. Whoa. Do you actually, do you identify with, with the fact that you don't get along right now? She's smiling really big. She's smiling. There's no, we don't like not get along. I think
2: we're just like in his from how he views, we're like not as compatible. But when he found out um, like my friend's number, which is like some super number, he was like, I must like meet her. Like give me her phone number, like. All
0: that stuff. So I legit wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know the first thing about that, but I'm fascinated by it. And especially when people really identify with their label. Mm -hmm. Like when I remember when I first read my Myers-Briggs profile, I actually cried because it was like the first time that I felt like I read something that really understood me Mm -hmm. in a way that, um, I, I, I did it in my twenties. So, um, There were a number of years where I just felt really misunderstood and I Mm -hmm. felt like people would always just say, oh, you know, you're so intense Mm -hmm. or you're so this or you're so you're so blunt or you're and they would say it in kind of a negative Mm -hmm. way. And then reading my profile um, made me cry because I was like, oh, this is how it can be seen as good. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that I need to be aware of, kind of how other people experience my personality because it is really intense Yeah, but if I'm aware of how I show up to other people then it gives me a chance to kind of keep their own tendencies in mind and I know reading Jaden's it was so funny because one of the things that his said was like chores and daily tasks um, to his personality type are so mundane Mm -hmm. that they often forget to do them because they're not in their value system at all. Right. And it and like you said understanding other people yeah. that gave me so much more patience and mm-hmm. grace because instead of just being like, dude, why did you not take the trash out again? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is your value system. Like your brain literally doesn't see this yeah, as needed totally. yeah. because yeah. your personality type is just thinking about ideation and yeah. the future and being a dreamer. Yeah. And dreamers don't take out the trash. Yeah, (laughs) like ew, get real.
2: Well, like the thing with Myers Briggs too is I don't know if this was like I don't know if it was originally what it was formed by, but what it's most commonly used by is in professional settings. So my mom was doing. She works for a company that's like pretty like know hre and so they did all this like hr stuff and it was like all these reports about you like a similar thing but it was all so their co-workers could like understand how they work together better so we did like a quick one at like an offsite i did recently but it was really interesting to like have everyone's things come out and like that's the purpose of them is so you can learn to work with other people and understand mm-hmm. other people better same thing with like here's another one um like love languages same thing yeah. understanding what someone's so important love language is so important like my husband is like quality time and like for him specifically that's like attention like I can't be on my phone I need to be like fully present with him and you know and learning that has been a huge tool for our relationship Mm because I have to be like okay like uh, that's not how I receive love or give love but I need to like change that if we're gonna have a successful relationship so I think
1: yeah not only being aware of how you receive love but how like you give it because I find I'm different like, I'm, I think most people might be as well. But, yeah, it's super interesting. And it doesn't only apply for, like, relationships um, also, or, like, marriages, couples. It applies oh, to, like, for friendships. Oh, for like friendships,
2: like, with us mm. and everything, too, you know. I yeah, think over the years I've learned, like, like it's important for you that i would like, asking questions and, like, checking in and, like, things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone Feelings. has their own different <laughs> things. But over time when you can, like, learn that about the other person.
1: Yeah, because you can't change those things, nor should you. You know, you got to be true to yourself and at least in a relationship, those are things that are like super like non-negotiables, you know, can't yeah. really change how you receive love or how um, you give it. I mean, you, I guess you can learn to give it in different ways and that's like the beauty and creativity of, you know, giving someone your love, but receiving it is a tough one to change. That's so true. And it's
0: interesting being a business partner with someone who's so different to you mm-hmm. because with a relationship, like with a marriage... There's kind of a commitment of like, I got to stay in this. But when you're working with someone Mm -hmm. and your business partners, it can be easier to just be like, hey, this isn't working. Bye. I think. I
2: think like theoretically, but I don't think that ever goes through our
1: brains. No. No. No, But Um,
2: I I feel like we're married.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Taylor and I actually, (laughs) we work so well together. It's pretty bizarre. But I
2: think that it's. Also, because of over time, we've yeah, worked better. Definitely,
1: yeah. Like we're both very we're different in our interests. I mean, I still m- forget that the Kardashians are spelled with a K. Like I'll, I'll spell Chloe with a C, and I feel like I'm I've betrayed Taylor. So, you know, <laughs> the things that we're very different on, um, but it works, and we complement each other. I think because of that, and we both decided, without even deciding, that that was something we were gonna do. You know, yeah. we enhance each other and appreciate each other. And I don't think we've ever tried to change each other.
2: No, and I think it. I think just like recognizing our differences was a was good. But then it's also like we've not only done that, but we've really like helped each other grow in other areas where we were weak. So mm-hmm. I think that's what's cool because I feel like now our skill sets are maybe more similar or a lot more similar than they would have been.
1: We can understand years each ago. other a lot more now. I think in the ways mm-hmm. that we are different. Mm-hmm. yeah so instead of just saying like elaine's gonna
2: take the photos and i'm gonna like do the writing or like things like something like that for example over the time like elaine's taught me how to take better photos and like i've taught her how to like do others other things that we work on you know mm-hmm. so it's um help each other grow in that way yes definitely having a moment right here Aww.
0: <laughs> oh i love that i love that and i We're i so have married <laughs> <laughs> for your anniversary. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I have, I have a marriage partner who's also my business partner. And then I also have another business partner who you guys have met, em, mm-hmm. at light lab, which is Anne. Mm-hmm. And I can't um,
2: imagine working with my
0: spouse. Oh, it's, it's a lot, but it's actually awesome now because I think like you said, getting to know that you have different strengths mm-hmm. and instead of for me, instead of resenting the other person mm-hmm. and being like, why do you suck at these things? Being like, well, you don't need to be good at these things because I'm good at these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're good at the things I'm not good at. So I'm actually just grateful that we are, we're capable of something yeah. bigger together than we would be if I was on my own. Totally. And working with Anne um, and getting to know her, her, specifically her Myers-Briggs and her Enneagram, has been a huge game changer Mm -hmm. for the way that I work with her, for my understanding, for my empathy level, Mm -hmm. um, for knowing what her values are. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, kind of knowing, like, This is what you're going to need. Like, you're going to need to go to the coffee shop two hours earlier. And Mm -hmm. that isn't something that's personal. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to do everything together. You don't have to. Just because you're business partners and you're traveling outside of the country together Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to be kind of, like, locked together like magnets. It Mm -hmm. can be like, no, we have totally different needs, Mm -hmm. different preferences, and you make – each other stronger because you honor those things. Mm-hmm. It makes and us closer. Even last
2: night, like yeah. we're like lying in bed and like both on our com- computers with headphones, watching different TV shows. <laughs> like that's a perfect Favorite example. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I hear her laughing, and I giggle because she's laughing, but I have no idea what she's laughing at. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> so and that's show. Elaine being like, I really want to watch this TV show right now, and me being like, I don't watch that TV show, but I'm gonna watch a different show. Do you, do you ever get? Got- yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get anxiety or do you get nervous thinking about whether it's, like, your business partner or your spouse? Like, if you weren't there, how they're going to, like, fill in those gaps? I feel like that's something I,
0: like, worry about a lot. I think for a lot of times when I'm not around, I make sure that my responsibilities are handled. Like, if it's something – um you know, if it's, if it's a task of mine that's, like, I, I pay the bills and I'm going to mm-hmm. be gone for two weeks, then I make sure that they're, the bills are all written out, the checks are all written, everything's all, like, in envelopes ready to go. And yeah. then I leave, I leave, like, post-it notes on all of them that say, like, mail this one on October 31st. <laughs> and, like, I have everything yeah. mapped out because – I think for sure that if I suddenly was just like, hey, can you get just my stuff, that they it would not go well. Is that what you mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it was definitely, like, even just, like, whether it's, like, in my marriage, like, handling the bells, or it's, like, with Elaine, like, the way that we,
0: um,
2: like, formulate a blog post, and we have a similar, like, pattern that I do every time, but she doesn't necessarily, like, do that because she doesn't end up like you know like putting all this like de- details into a blog post but then I'm like well what if I was to just like die suddenly like like is that is it not like I don't know I've been trying to do like a better oh. job of like involving people and in, like other the decisions because like I'm terrified like if I hang all the finances for our family and then like my spouse like never learns how to do that himself then like
1: can't just be dependent on me or what if I get sick or like Mm -hmm. I don't know I think education is always important no matter what like I find that we learn from each other as you mentioned earlier and there is always a space you have to make the space for that or else it won't happen um but I totally identify with that fear I I think that like yeah yeah I've seen it with my like my dad passed away and he was a he handled everything and as a result I've had to like watch you know, like, the family learn how to do everything. And it's been really empowering and beautiful to watch everyone learn. But it sucks that it had to be as a result of that. And mm-hmm. I think that that is something that I'm now more mindful of. So it's interesting you bring that up because I want to learn. Like, I remember being like, how do I fix my attire when it pops? Like, I need mm-hmm. to know these things. I can't depend on a man to do it because I need to do it. Um, And so just interesting, like,
2: yeah, how that like, applies I think to it's so many different areas. Totally. Like, it's great to be, like, to have your own, like, strengths and, weaknesses, but it is a little scary to be like dependent on some people for certain aspects of things for sure.
0: Yeah. So when, when you, since your dad has passed away, has, have you been doing anything differently? Did that change anything for you about the way that you go about your life?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think like naturally when, um, anything, when anything important is missing, it's just like, it shakes every other person involved up, uh, significantly. And, definitely had to learn how to i think like step up to a role that i wasn't even aware that i had to step into just being like i'm the youngest in the family and suddenly I'm, i don't feel like the youngest cuz i'm dealing with responsibilities that are outside of what most young you know kids have to deal with um my dad had a business and like that's something that i've had to understand and like try to deal with so like really putting on my adult hat on and just like okay these are things i have to learn and and it's not poor me, it's like, okay, cool, this is a great learning experience and it's going to be really beneficial for my future. And I think that that's also taught me a lot um, for even Local Wanderer for our blog, just how, um, yeah, I want to learn more about what Taylor does and um, I hope that we can both continue on that path. Well, you, yeah, I
2: mean, same thing, like I didn't know how to do anything with photography before. Mm-hmm.
1: Taylor had no and idea you, and she's...
2: I still like, I, can, I still like... There's still more I can learn.
1: But it's, like, guys, yeah. like, learning from you and stuff has been really And great I'm still cool learning. I'm myself. always saying, that, like, I'm still learning. I mean, I'm sure everyone, that's the kind of, like, the thing about photography and mm-hmm. creativity. You're always going to be learning. So, like, Taylor, I mean, look at her Instagram. You know that she's got her style, and it's awesome. It's not about, like, yeah. It's not about that. So good job, Taylor. Yeah. yeah. You, oh. When you guys. Oh, good job to you. <laughs> Um, I totally
0: relate by the way because Jaden does all of our like our our editing with a lot of our photos and especially when it comes to recreating something. Like let's say um I took a family photo at a wedding and I only took one and someone had their eyes closed, he can go find a photo of them from another photo and take their open oh, eyes and <gasps> put it in their in their on their closing eyes no so no one would ever know. And I'm always just like okay, I could never do that. Like that would take me 7 hours. I wonder if that
2: happened to my wedding photos because there was a family photo of everyone and I was shocked that everyone's eyes were open and they were smiling.
1: I've just been like totally the tricks of eyes. the
2: trade here. Yeah, I, I,
0: know. Know. I know. They just they just use someone else's eyes. If you zoom in, they're like blue eyes and it's a red <laughs> red person. That's no, amazing. usually Jaden uses uses the same eyes of the so same crazy. person. Wow. So he doesn't just That's randomly eyes. Awesome, yeah. But he's so talented
1: with yeah. that, mm-hmm. and I am
0: not. And for sure, we would not be as strong as we are if it was just me mm-hmm. like handling everything. So yeah, um,
1: yeah, I guess those differences really do make you appreciate the other person anyway. So like, it's not like you need to become them. You're not cl- ever clone, you know, become yeah. clones of each other. hundred percent. Yeah. When you guys were starting out and
0: working together, because you've been working together for four almost years four now. years. Yeah, yeah. were there seasons where you did more resenting of your differences than appreciating?
1: I wouldn't say resenting mm, no. personally. I think it was like we understood at least from I can't speak for you, but I knew our differences from the beginning. But I was totally okay for with them, and I think that that's just how I am in general. Like I need to really like um, understand what it is I'm getting into. Uh, some people will coin it at, uh, label me as commitment phobe. I think it's just more that I take my commitments very seriously. So um, for me with Taylor, I mean it's always been well, we both grew and learned as we went. Um, but no, I think that I didn't ever resent her.
2: I don't think I ever resented you. I think I had to, like, struggle a little bit with myself in finding value in my role that isn't maybe, like... For example, um, I would say, like, now I understand that, like, I really understand, like, a lot of the, like, strategic side of marketing and, like, there's a lot of things that I just really get and then I'm really talented at, but it's not the type of stuff that's, like, front and center. So I think for me... At first, like, everyone being, like, when, you know, a vlog or an Instagram, is extremely, like, photo worthy. And then I kind of struggled to be, like, well, what's my, what am I bringing to the table? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think over time, that that's just something that I personally had to, like, deal with, I guess. Or just, I mean, at the time, mm-hmm. I was so young, so I've learned. I've gained confidence yeah. and stuff. But, you know, and I think eventually I, w- I realized, like, you know what? I'm the type of person that would much rather be, like... A COO than a CEO because I am very like operational and like just learning more about yourself through these things like Myers Briggs or like your horoscope mm-hmm. or all these different things and then realizing like okay like I don't need to like uh, fame in that way like does not like apply like make me that's not something to, like strive for in
0: any way. Mm. So um, when you guys first Does started- that make sense, yeah, at all? okay, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think. Self awareness. I I can't tell yet whether self awareness is just something that naturally comes with age and experience, mm-hmm. or if it's something that comes with age and experience only if you work really hard for it. I'm not sure about that mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. It's
2: good. Yeah, I don't know. It's good.
0: I'm yeah. not sure because I'm still like new. In I the think I mean, you camp. think you have
2: to have intention there because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have experience and are older and they're completely not self-aware at all so you definitely have to have like intention i think our generation is really intentional around that stuff you know like self-care and everything like Mm -hmm. people are being like it's okay to just say no to things and not go out to parties like there's this whole like culture building up that it's like do what's best for you Mm -hmm. um so i think people are very like self-aware about that is, talking about like their struggles yeah, more, and feelings, stuff, yeah. especially on social media and like, especially right now, Mm-hmm. Um, just with the whole climate real. and things in the media, like, everyone is like speaking up about a lot of things that you know a few years ago they wouldn't have felt com-
0: comfortable doing. Mm. Is self care as popular in Canada as it is in America?
1: Um, I'd say, Vancouver, absolutely. I don't know if I mm-hmm. can't speak for us to Canada because Canada's very big and different. <laughs> Um, but I think in Vancouver, yeah, it's a it's a lifestyle city. People love their yoga. They love their um, condo with a view of the mountains and the ocean, mm-hmm. uh, and they love you know their beer and their their great vegan food. <laughs> so I think it's like it's definitely and it's a couple city too. Like it really complements couples. Um, people are active and like to do their nine to five and then go home and relax. So yeah, I'd say that that is definitely um, why they coined it the lifestyle city. People are taking they take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very active city you walk I mean if you were to just fly in now and walk around like it's uh the neighborhood in Vancouver or even Mount Pleasant you'd you'd definitely notice that everyone's quite fit and um everyone's pretty content mm. happy Canadians walking around. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah and it's interesting like you were saying um you know maybe because people see, are seeing things online mm-hmm. um self care is something that's more common mm-hmm. because People in rural Iowa and New York City can follow the same person, and mm-hmm. it's affecting collective consciousness. Ooh, That's a good word. yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think social media is affecting our collective consciousness in a way that um, we aren't fully aware of yet. Maybe because mm-hmm. I think it is, it because it impacts everyone mm-hmm. that has access to it. Um, Things are happening on a quicker level, mm-hmm. um, and whether it's really great news, whether it's you know a celebrity having a baby, or you know some cool science discovery, or whatever it is, whether it's something sad, whether there's mm-hmm. crime or um, some sort of war or bombing, people are finding out about it so quickly, and I think that um, I think that is affecting a consciousness in a in a way that is more of a collective. Um, spirit than it ever has been before, and I think it'll be really interesting to see. You know, there might there might have been years ago where certain towns or even certain states weren't ready for. You know, like someone would have said, "Oh, I can't open a yoga studio in you know rural Oklahoma because mm-hmm. no one even knows what that is yet." And like mm-hmm. now, I just I don't it's actually everywhere. think that I don't know. I'm not a marketing guru for mm-hmm. Oklahoma, but I, <laughs> but I kind of wonder <laughs> because there would be yeah. There would be people on their phones yeah. watching people do yoga going, I want access to that too. Like, yeah. why do I have to be separate totally. from what everyone else is doing that yeah. self-care? That's
2: so There's definitely, like, some limit to that, though. Like, when we were in New York recently, we found this store, and it's it's called Bulletin. They have an online I'm shop, looking. too. Um, but it's you walk in, and it's like a feminist store. It's like you're living in right now. It's, like, very neon pink. But it's super cool because you find all of these like super empowering like patches and pins and prints and just like all this cool like merch. Some of it is just cool. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is tailored around like empowering women, Mm -hmm. very feminist, and it's just like they're you know, twenty percent of their proceeds go to Planned Parenthood and They curate all these brands from, like, the internet. And they're trying to have it be, like, an IRL space, which mm-hmm. means in real life. Taylor Thank bought you. a hat that
1: says, uh-huh, honey. Ah. And then I bought a hat that said empathy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's
2: very, Classic. very nice, us. Yeah. Mine nice. was black. Hers was white with oh, rainbow. Like, it was very mm-hmm. us. But, like, <laughs> like experiences <laughs> like awesome. that are so cool to just, like, walk in the store and be, like, here's all this stuff. And, like, in Vancouver... I don't, th- I don't know if you could have that because there's just not, like, the population there to, like, sustain a yeah. small business that's like that. I also, so
1: Yeah, I also think, like, just thinking more about Vancouver, I mean, the brands that really influence our city happen to be, like, Lululemon, which is great. I mean, Lululemon is loved by many, and, yeah, it does empower, like, you know, self-care and, and yoga and all the things, but that's, like, our main outlet. Um, like, it's a huge, huge brand in the city, and there are others similar. Um, I mean, we don't really have that much diversity in Vancouver when it comes to, I think, like the big, big like companies that influence our communities. Um, I mean, we have Aritzia. We, have, we definitely have like variety, but it's not as powerful like bulletin. Like, you know, when you go to New York, you see like everything. You see mm-hmm. anything and it's, yeah. Yeah. More accessibility. Mm-hmm. So in the journey
0: of self-awareness and knowing yourselves more, both individually and as business partners, mm-hmm. what are the, what are the top you know couple of things that you would say have been the most supportive in that process
2: can you expand on that question yeah um
0: so whether it's like has there been a book that you read that just made you be like wow this is i learned so much about myself i learned how to be a better wife a better girlfriend a better friend a better you know whatever it is because we've Mm -hmm. talked about everything from. Myers Briggs, Enneagram, Horoscope, Numerology, mm-hmm. um, the whatever the love, yeah, the, languages. the love languages, the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we've talked about so many different ways of getting to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, let's say for listeners who are like, I've never heard of any of this before, mm-hmm. or even like maybe they've heard about some of it, but haven't ever taken any huge leaps into the world of self-knowledge through like self-awareness development Mm -hmm. through those channels what are your favorite let's say two each that you're like oh my gosh I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't studied this or if I hadn't read this or have if I hadn't taken this online test Mm. about my favorite smoothie and what it says about (laughs) my sex preferences
2: (laughs) amazing I think, like, one thing that's just, like, popping up for me before I go into, like, a resource would be more of, like, an experience. So I think, it can you know, you can go through all of these things and, like, people who want to find out more about themselves can take every test in the book and Mm -hmm. do all that. But when it comes down to, like, practicing it or realizing how it fits into your real life, um, it's very, very different. So for me, I think one of the biggest, biggest learning things I ever learned about myself was actually when I was uh, laid off from a job. And like in those, we were just talking about those earlier Mm -hmm. today, but um, I was unemployed for three months and that was a very like dark time for me. And I realized it's because I put a lot of my self-worth into my career. And so applying for jobs, getting rejected for them all like over and over again, it it did a major, um, had a major hit on my self-confidence, and I'm a very confident person. And so I think during that time, it made me like really have to go back to like my core values. Like, what do I actually like to do? What do I really want, what do I actually wanna do for a job? Like, what is gonna make me happy? Besides my career, what are other things that make me happy? Um, what are other things like about yourself? And I think when you're kind of sometimes in like, your lowest point, I mean, there's lots of bad things happened to everybody and mm-hmm. getting laid off from a job was not the worst thing to happen to me my whole life. But the, at this specific moment, it was like this time where you're forced to kind of like go through your core values and really like dig in deep and be like, who am I? Mm. <laughs> what is important to me? Who is Taylor Loren? You know, um, and I think that it's maybe it's super dorky, but like also, you know, doing that when you do the same thing in marketing, you know, you create brand personas for people. You figure mm-hmm. out, like, what is it that they like to drink? Where do they like to shop? What do they like to, you know, do all these different things? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, like, for me, it was almost doing the exercise on myself. Like, what is my true persona? And so, mm-hmm. you know, like, going through all these different phases. Um, besides that, I need to think about that other resource. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that really sa- – I, I relate to that a lot where it's almost like – Self-awareness and emotional intelligence can almost be forced through life experiences Mm -hmm. and how you choose to handle Mm -hmm. them in the moment, whether it's, oh my goodness, I'm having like a personal crisis and I didn't choose this, but now that I'm in it, what am I going to do about it? Um, So that is almost something that I'm hearing is less about, I took this test or read this book Mm -hmm. and learned about myself and more like the shit hit the fan and then... I decided to actually make fertilizer out of it.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think a similar thing for me another with that would be like getting to the point where I, I didn't always have anxiety and then I developed it, you know, a few years ago um, and finally getting real with it and being like, what are my triggers? What actually causes my anxiety? Okay, let's change those parts of my life. And I would say like now I've rarely get anxious or if I do it's never to the point where it was years ago Mm -hmm. and but you know like you have to go through times where you can't sleep forever no matter like Mm -hmm. how many drugs you take and you are just so anxious and you're crying and you have no idea like how you're gonna make it through the next hour you know and so I think like yeah being in like really horrible (laughs) emotional states can definitely force you to have to figure out like what you can do to make yourself better and i think mm-hmm. through that it's like a lot of soul searching and like going deeper and like deeper into your causes and like i mean therapy helps with that yeah <laughs> i could probably use a lot more therapy my husband would agree <laughs> but um yeah like going through that yeah that stuff i did do the landmark forum oh cool. um a long time ago i worked at little lemon it was like part of when you work there you go to it and it's that i think that was pretty good for me to just really i would didn't go the whole time i didn't totally like drink all of the kool-aid and everything with that but it really just being able to force yourself and like deal with maybe like a lot of your like childhood hmm. trauma if you have that um that can be like a good a good soul searching thing but yeah i'm sure you would agree like it's a lot of it is experiences Mm -hmm. and like being maybe it's just like being forced to like come face to face with who you are like there's nothing else to like run from and you have to like confront yourself and then once you can like confront yourself and know actually who you are then i think you can be like a lot happier after
0: that Mm -hmm. i love that i'm gonna write that down that i might pull a (laughs) quote from
1: that (laughs) (laughs) what are yours I think mine, again, are experience-based as well. Um, so a bit of background. I was raised by two really loving parents who met in an airport. I always throw that in there because I think it's super cool and relates Aww. to my life now. Um, my parents were old. Well, specifically more my dad. He was older. And as I mentioned, he did pass away a couple years ago. Um, but I was raised by parents who are home. And they were able to provide, even though my time, the time with my dad was short, shorter than most, it was extremely saturated. And I had a, a lot of input into like, um, loving who I was, like my parents weren't trying to figure it out, you know. Uh, they like knew themselves; they were older, and so I'm really How old grateful. They? Uh, my dad, I, believe, I think, when I was born, I was probably in his mid 40s or late 40s. So, and I'm the youngest. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of their input, and I always felt their care and um, and for being who I am, because I'm definitely different than my siblings and or more my brother and uh, even my mom. So. I think that was a great foundation. And my family, I mean, we traveled a lot. We were shown and given a lot of experiences that um, like we went to Central America. I actually lived in, in El Salvador for a long time. My parents ran uh, programs for kids and for alcoholics and just uh, a lot of church involvement. Uh, but even that was super interesting because they didn't t- teach me to depend on a church. They didn't teach me to depend on all these things. But that all overall it instilled a lot of really eye-opening experiences um, and a lot of empathy for others. And so even though my belief in like Christian culture and all these things has changed, I still value the same things and I'm glad that I have like a foundation for them. And so I think going off of that, like even into my dad passing away, it was the hardest thing. I mean, it was my nightmare because he and I were two peas in the pod and I still like to think what we are. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think that again, dealing with my worst nightmare is just, I mean, I feel like I have super challenges. Anyone will be that goes through something really hard to decide what it is that you uh, want to, how you want to use it. Um, how you want to use it is very important, and it will definitely leave a trail if you don't decide to use it. Um, I think in a healthy way. So, well, I think overall it will always leave a trail, but in in a way that I'm gr- I'm grateful that it's something I can look back at and. Um, I don't feel sorry for myself based on negative experiences, and um, I'm able to just move forward and always be learning and growing. So that's like a mentality I have, whether it's learning about my constitution or my health, like I'm just learning and I'm growing. And I mean, yeah, I've got, I've experienced things at a younger age the most, but I'm, I think the learning part is what helps me get through, uh, get through it when I feel down or uh, frustrated or alone. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I think too, like, with us and with so many people our age too, maybe part of the realize or part of the reason mm-hmm. why we like you know do these self awareness things or like research our health or research other things is because we're we're trying to like be better than like our parents generation or like you know every every person you know is affected by by cancer or something like that. But like when you have those personal experiences, you're much more like invested in like mm-hmm. like totally. we're very like we're now like okay we're buying cleaning products for our home like mm-hmm. what is in them mm-hmm. like like what we you're saying like when you look at like the ingredients on your food mm-hmm. and like things like that like being more self-aware about like our purchases yeah. and stuff too I and mean, all in the like quest for living like mm-hmm. you know
1: living longer or, like living a healthier yeah. lifestyle or
2: things yeah. like
1: that it's so true we, we're we super blessed to have the, the freedom to choose I mean, mm. a lot of people don't mm-hmm. you know like whatever water comes out of the top that's it and we're really really fortunate to be here but you know you want to make sure you're taking you know um precaution when when you can and even yesterday Taylor, what i say to you i was like you're never doing this again
0: yeah and i love like to just to kind of go back to what you were guys were <laughs> both saying about your own lives and you know everything that we have access to to support us in self-awareness and mm-hmm. and self-care and self-love and there's mm-hmm. there's so many resources available to us and yet What I've heard in both of what you said about your own kind of conclusions are that your own experiences Mm -hmm. have brought you back to yourself Mm -hmm. and like learning through what you're going through from yourself with yourself and that kind of that whole process of self-awareness begins with you and with me and Mm -hmm. self-love comes through the mm-hmm. fire. It's true. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. so we can all take our Cosmo tests and, <laughs> you know, know exactly. We can be like, I'm this in Myers-Briggs and I'm this yeah. in Enneagram and I, this is my primary color that I look the best in or whatever all those <laughs> yeah. 80s tests are. Yeah. But when it all comes down to it and the fire, like life brings mm-hmm. things into our lives that we aren't prepared for and those experiences are re- really what yeah. teach us the most.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that one thing that like, I mean, I love the whole self-care and like um, improving the self, you know, movement, but I think it's important to really separate. It's not self-care, a.k.a. what can all these things do for me? It's like, what can you do for you? You know, it's not like, what can this test do for me? What can all these like doing these healthy things do for you? You know, you have to do what's best for you um, and not depend on any of those things either. Mm. So just like finding that line um, and just listening to yourself, um, making the space too and yeah, I mean it's all it's never going to be clear we'll probably be 90 I pray that we'll be 99 and still asking ourselves these questions because that means that you know we're still learning and um mm-hmm. I just think that's like a part of life and it's really beautiful but yeah we'll never have it figured out so I think as soon as we figure it, we we are okay with that things will get better
0: I love that that's so good that's
2: so I have good. nothing more poetic to add. I oh, know, it's pure gold, you guys. That's the Capricorn. Stop. Pure gold. Oh my gosh. Let's talk
1: about feelings. I know.
2: Aquarius' end with very beautiful statements. I'm uh-huh. like, what time are we at?
0: Stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a Q&A with a local wanderer about their social media practices. You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast. And let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next.